Welcome to Beautify.com's Aesthetic Enhancement Podcast Series. I'm delighted to introduce Dr. Samir Shaw, a board-certified plastic surgeon. He has an established cosmetic services practice, a new U plastic surgery and laser center with two officers in the greater Chicago area. Dr. Shaw specializes in cosmetic surgical breast and body enhancement procedures. He has the unique opportunity to practice with his father, who is also a board-certified plastic surgeon. Together, they have 50-plus years of cosmetic and reconstructive plastic surgery experience. Our topic is cosmetic enhancement procedure called the Brazilian butt lift, or as it is commonly known, BBL. While the Brazilian butt lift is a popular body contouring procedure that does create a slim waistline and volumizes the buttocks, it is not without controversy. Today, we will be talking to Dr. Shaw about BBL facts and how you can achieve a shapely derriere without the risk. Welcome, Dr. Shaw. Well, thank you, Yvette, and thank you for uh, giving me this platform to discuss a hot topic in plastic <laughs> surgery, which is the uh, Brazilian butt lift. Yeah, certainly it is. I'm sure a lot of people read some horror stories, so why don't we just start off by explaining to our listeners, what is a Brazilian butt lift? If you could give us a description. So it's it, it's interesting because the moniker Brazilian butt lift does imply several things. Uh, one of it is it maybe has some origins from Brazil and it's actually lifting. Uh, the truth is, is that this procedure in general is to create a slimmer waistline and enhance the buttock. But a lot of it, the name is, well, where did it come from? And, and how did it get this particular name? Because it, it, it's a unique, it's a unique name for a procedure. And the, the reality is we, we really don't know for sure where the, where the name got its label, but we can assume a lot of the cosmetic and surgery stems from Brazil. As, as we know, it's, it's a mecca of plastic surgery. And in fact, they have more plastic surgeons per capita than, than the U.S., and when you think wow. about Brazil and maybe the beaches of Copacabana, mm -hmm. you, you get yeah. these images of, of uh, rounded individuals, women filling those beaches. So maybe some of it is to pay homage to Brazil, but we really don't know. But that's kind of socially, academically, there's been some phenomenal uh, plastic surgeons from Brazil and, and one of our fathers that we all kind of look to to help, uh, has really helped uh, with a lot of these aesthetic procedure, Dr. Uh, Ivo Pietengay, uh, you know, helped pioneer some of these techniques. So I think a lot of it does does have some roots uh, to Brazil, but, you know, it's obviously become very uh, very uh, mainstream in, in the U.S. And it's a little, it, it's a little funny that it's called a butt lift because I really think it should be called a butt fill because okay. lifting, yeah, because lifting implies like you're, lifting you're cutting skin you're you're elevating it's really not you're really filling uh the, the buttocks with with fat and you're shaping the the waistline so it doesn't quite encompass what the procedure really is with the name uh, but in essence we're trying to create harmony between the waistline and the buttock with with what we call a bbl <clears throat> now that makes a lot of sense um because the name is confusing because you, as you said, you think of a lift, like a facelift. So 
what specifically do you do? How do you get the fat? How do you transfer it? Can you explain that process? Yeah, typically we, we want to harvest fat in the uh, torso or the abdomen because in order to create an, a, a nicer looking buttock and, and more aesthetic buttock, you want to address the torso, which is the abdomen, and also the backside, which typically is the waist, the flanks, and the uh, bra roll, the upper back. And we slim that down with liposuction, standard liposuction techniques where you add uh, what we call tumescent or water to hydrate the fat and you use special liposuction cannulas to extract the fat. And then we collect it all in, in a collection system. And this is where there's a lot of different techniques on what to do with the fat. But the goal is to purify it. We want to inject pure fat. What does that mean? That means to remove the water, the oil, let it settle, and then really get that nice yellow kind of colored fat and free of material uh, that could maybe dilute it or, or maybe cause it to not survive as long. And then from there, it's through a systematic approach where we inject the fat into the buttock, creating that more rounded harmony type of pear-shaped buttock through through a special fat injection device. So that's kind of the, the uh, procedure in a nutshell. Well, how do you take talk to your prospective patients about the size of the buttocks? Is there some advice you give them to create the best <laughs> rounded glutes yeah. they can have? Well, you know, the, 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 the pictures and mainstream uh desires are often different than what we actually talk about in consultation that a lot of this got popularized by the kardashians uh kim mm -hmm. kardashian when she came out with her backside photo in that in that uh, magazine paper uh, and so initially years ago people would bring in pictures of her or of j-lo or of Nicki minaj mm -hmm. really these really these accentuated looks now when we talk about size and we talk about look, I try to have a, a realistic conversation with, with the patient saying, let's see what looks good on you. Let's keep it natural. We don't want to do an accentuated buttock to hip ratio, but a nice gentle curve that fits your body. And I think that's the hardest thing to get through mm -hmm. and to, and, and to understand not everyone not every woman wants to have a certain look. Some just want to feel good in the clothing or just want more shape or less square. I guess that's, that's the key. And when we talk about how to create that, it, it's basically, we, we call this S shape curve where there's a natural transition from the lower back to the hip and into the buttock area, not a very sharp or, accentuated um and they and it's going really well once once we talk about that of course there's some like any any time you patient seek out aesthetic procedure that wants an exaggerated look uh, and you, you certainly listen to that but i think most want just balance for their frame right and, right. and we when we we can achieve a lot of that just by liposuction alone and then you add the fat to certain areas, mainly on the side of the hips, called the hip dips, and 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 then add a little bit of projection to the buttock. And I would say most um, most patients will be very happy with that. 
result. So how long does the procedure uh, take, you know, getting the liposuction, purifying the fat, and reinserting it? Is it a, a fairly uh, long procedure? Uh, it's involved. Uh, liposuction mm -hmm. can uh, is, is time consuming and it does involve physical labor to extract the fat. But on average, it's anywhere between three to three and a half hours of, of, mm -hmm. or of operative time. Mm -hmm. So I can really see how it is a complex procedure and really should only be done by a board certified plastic surgeon who is experienced in doing this. Um, is some of the reasons of the deaths and complications have have come from inexperienced surgeons or the, the time period when um, the, the technique has, has evolved? So that, that's a really, really good question. And I, I do want to spend a little bit of time on, on that particular point. Uh, and, you know, this, this procedure went through a dark phase mm -hmm. and it started with deaths. And we just have to come out and say it because it's been in the news and it's been an unfortunate thing. And this was many years ago where you you would initially think maybe it was done by inexperienced surgeons or these budget clinics that come up. Remember, South Florida is kind of the mecca for this procedure. And a lot of the volume comes from there, whether it's uh, the patient population, the, the, the desire to travel uh, and do travel surgery, uh, industry helps push this craze and what happened was we didn't quite understand this well so the initial uh wave of complications were very concerning i have to commend our society and the group of plastic surgeons that took this issue and said we're going to figure out why why did this mm -hmm. happen group of plastic surgeons asps formed a task force and this task force actually went to south florida worked with the medical examiner and studied these patients. Uh, why, why was the cause? These, these patients were young women, mothers, good BMI, mm -hmm. but they found one thing and they mm -hmm. found that the reason why these patients had fatal complication was because of fat embolism, meaning the fat traveled inappropriately from the buttock to the main vein into the lungs. That's very concerning, obviously. So they took the step further and did their own cadaver dissections and their own fluorescein dye, whole sorts of investigation. They found the number one cause for these complications was that the fat was in the muscle, mm. intramuscular injection. Okay, this was a huge, huge discovery. Okay, we found the source of these complications. It was because fat was injected in muscle. We know now that the anatomy of the buttock is something that has to be respected, has to be understood, and we have to inject outside the muscle, above the muscle, in the fat. Okay, great. This was about 2018. We came up with some criteria of how to stay in the, in the subcutaneous or in the fatty plane. We came up with a couple criteria with the way the patient's positioning, the type of cannula. Unfortunately, there were still deaths. There were still issues. And again, some of it I think is related to the surgeon. Some of it is relating to us maybe just not understanding this further. 
in came this new technology, new way of using technology, which is ultrasound. Now, this is very important because ultrasound allows us to see clearly where the muscle is, where the fat is. And so now we have been doing studies about ultrasound guided fat injection, which means you see it directly. You see the tip, you see where the fat is being placed, you know where the fat is being injected. And that to me has revolutionized this procedure and is the mm-hmm. only way to do it. Since I've been doing this way, I feel a lot more confident, a lot more safe that I know that the fat I'm putting in, combining all these other suggestions to avoid muscle uh, injection has revolutionized this procedure for me. And I can uh, do this way more safe and way more confidently. And I think it's something that we need to really not only appreciate the, the surgeons that found this out for us, but also educate and teach other surgeons to use ultrasound technology to inject fat uh, into, the, in, into the subcutaneous plane. So while it did have a dark period and we did learn um, a lot from that initially, I think going forward, this is the standard way of doing it and it can make this procedure safe uh, and uh, very satisfying. Well, I really thank you for that detailed explanation of of the history and where we are today. And it's also a a warning to prospective patients out there to do your homework and uh, understand what you're getting in the surgeon and his expertise. So if, if there's still some reluctance, is there another way to achieve body contouring such as implants? Yeah, you bring up a good point that not everything needs uh, fat grafting. And, and certainly when you hear some of the uh, scary things that could happen, then you look for alternatives. And, and there are other alternatives such as implants. Um, implants can provide volume and projection. They, for me, I use them very selectively because... Mm-hmm. They're not without issues, like like anything. Uh, Implants can have things like rotation and displacement and contractures. They may not be as well tolerated as breast implants uh, because there's uh, you you do put pressure on them and sit on your buttocks. So there's some considerations that way. But again, it really comes down to what we're trying to achieve, and can we get enough fat to simulate an implant too. Remember implants mm-hmm. maybe provide two, 300 cc's and in most patients, even, even thinner ones, you can get about that much uh, by just doing you know, body liposuction. So it, it's an option. We have to educate the, the risks and benefits and what we're trying to achieve and uh, make the best decision for them. The other option, if we're going to stay away from surgery, is non-surgical, where we use you know, collagen stimulator product like like Sculptra uh, to provide some volume. Again, this is nowhere close to replacing what fat grafting can do, but maybe in a small uh, area like in the hip, where you want just a, a slight correction, that can also be of of, of use. So that's very interesting. But you mentioned something important, saying that it is your behind and you have to sit on it. So what is the recovery like for these patients? It seems <laughs> to be a bit rough. 
<laughs> it can be a little bit. It, it, it can be, but you know, I think the the key is is getting prepared. Like anything we do in surgery, it's all preparation to take some of the unknown uh, and make it more known for them. In general, there's two types of recovery. One is to recover from the liposuction, and that is usually involving wearing some kind of compression garment to help with uh, the post-op uh, treatments. Oftentimes, we do lymphatic massage to help with the swelling and some of the inconsistency that might may, may happen. And then the biggest question I ask is, what about sitting? And with the technique I do, because I don't have to force the fat in, I know exactly where I'm placing it. And I'm putting it deeper in the fat, but not in the muscle. There's not as much of a pressure issue that we used mm-hmm. to have. I certainly don't expand the, the buttock where you start seeing dimpling and some of the pressure-related necrosis can happen. But in general, I have them get like a special pillow there are BBL type pillows or something simple like a boppy pillow just to unload some pressure. You mm-hmm. can sit, but I have them make sure they stand up every 20 to 25 minutes. And this goes on for about two weeks. And after about wow. two weeks or so, most of the, most of my patients, I check their, uh, their response. Most of the time the fat is already integrated and, and uh, for the most part, they can kind of continue in a silver in a still careful fashion to sit, but by six weeks, you know, there's the restrictions are pretty lifted uh, from there. So it's not too bad. Uh, for well, them. It doesn't sound too bad. Yes. <laughs> so how long do you tell your patients that the results will last with the, uh, with the BBL? Yeah. You know what, once the fat has become you, it's, it, it's integrated and that's, that's yours. And so it'll, it'll go through a natural response of weight gain or weight loss or stay steady if you stay steady. Uh, there is a little bit of attrition of fat. Uh, you know, we kind of quote anywhere from 20 to 50%. Uh, it's really hard to accurately say that, but visually and uh, following the patients out, as long as they maintain their health and their weight, they look good for, for as long as they can maintain their body frame. Um, and, and once the fat at, at around three weeks, you can kind of tell what's, what's made it and what's not. And for me, I have a pretty high fat survival. It's not, it's not all a hundred percent, but, uh, as close as we can get because we don't, uh, need to over inject like we used to because of these new techniques of, of placing the fat and, and being more careful with that, uh, placement. Well, you certainly have given us a lot to think about. (laughs) I've learned a whole lot from you today, and I really thank you for sharing your expertise on the Brazilian butt lift. If you would like to learn more about Dr. Samir Shaw and the services he offers, please visit his website, anewyou.net. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. Thank you, Yvette, for giving me this opportunity. And, uh, you know, I think it's a wonderful procedure to have, and it really creates a a nice, nice uh, look for for certain patients. But yes, it's definitely needs to be done safely and and naturally. Makes sense. And um, you have certainly have educated our audience. And we'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate your time.